All right, so we're talking hell this week. Um, as you think about people, <laughs> yay, let's talk about hell. Um, Brandon, as you think about people that you know and love, that you're not sure whether or not they have accepted uh, the free gift of Jesus uh, in the cross and the resurrection, that the Lord says kind of guarantees our place with him. As you think about people that haven't, how does that just let's just start with those feelings that we have we'll get to maybe what we think the reality of hell will be like but what does the thought of someone that you love not being with Jesus do in your heart like where do your mind where do your emotions go I love how you tee me up <laughs> just try to go right it, for it, it. it's so hard because I'm like I'm, I'm just thinking through personal life right now in in, in in even in the past like there's in in just my broken humanity and lack of understanding of what is in the mystery of all of this there's part of me that gets a little angry sometimes you know um you go Do you mean going that, to like a like with the rough question of why would a good god allow yeah this to yeah, be a thing yeah there's sure. there's that moment you're like come on you know like you know, it's like, no way, you know, you see this person and all this kind of stuff. And, and then it's just, you know, and then you wrestle with uh, the, some of the guilt, you know, I could have, I should have, I wish I would have. Mm -hmm. um, and then you go through, like, I'm just telling you, like my process almost, it's like, then I go through this, gosh, I hope universalism is true. <laughs> you, you know? And, sure. And, and then you like, because like when death happens, and you love someone, it's like your whole snow globe just got shook up and even busted. So everything is all going yeah. on because death is an invader. It, and so it's like none of it's supposed to be that way. And so you're wrestling with all of it. And, you know, then after a while you, you do, you start to like, at least, at least for me, it's like I, I slow down, I come back into, okay, like entrusting to the Lord and that's not just a cliche statement to be like, you know, yeah. I'm not going to think about it. And it's just this and this. It's just like, in when I say trusting in the Lord, it's like trusting that his justice and his um, way of setting it up is good and just yeah. and right. And um, it, it, that's the part that's really difficult. Yes. So you, know, you mentioned right away that the uneasy feeling... And I, I like that you already went there too, because I think I felt that as well. Like this is, there's a part of us that says this is unfair. And I, I think the technical theological term is to, for that big problem, big question, which sometimes keeps a lot of people from actually believing in God is a theodicy. Isn't that right? The, the question mm -hmm. of suffering, evil, ultimately the final judgment place. How could a good God not only yeah. allow all of the suffering and evil, but then send people to this place of which the Bible seems to describe a place of torment. Do you think when you first, for your, for a personal response to Jesus, was it motivated as much by a fear of hell or were you just all in on that he loved you? Do you know what I'm saying? Like no. the, Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I say I wasn't a let's just use this statement born again Christian right like there yeah. I was definitely churched you know so it's like going to church I would say that was present 
you know, like mm -hmm. if you don't be good, you're going to hell, you know, and like you're going to meet Peter and Peter's going to tell you everything you did wrong and right in heaven and the scales got to be tipped in the right way. So th there was that. And so it was like morality. It was kind of yeah. like a big push, which in my rebellious anti-authoritarian nature just went, screw you, whoop, went the other way. Yeah. And when I became a Christian, it was, and I'm not, I'm being honest to God, it was a self, it was motivated by the living hell I was in. Okay. So it, it, it's like, I didn't know the depth of the love of God, but there was like a, I'm, I'm about to kill myself. This, I, I can't handle this. So like, it wasn't motivated from the fear of hell. I was living in hell. Some theologians, and I don't think it's a cop-out, um, modern day, and I think also even, you might say C.S. Lewis and others, when they start to describe the realities of hell, they do talk a lot about the hell that is earth right now. And so I think as I hear you describing on a personal level, People and people probably could identify with this. We all like can if if you were to use the metaphor of the the flames of hell licking your life. Like, yeah, yeah. You feel it. You can feel it. Yeah. Sometimes just in your thoughts about a a day, just one day that's really difficult. Uh, my wife and I, we were just talking about that the other day. Or she was she was talking about it, and we were processing about just like we're going through some difficulties with our family and watching um, illness ravage ones we love linger. Yeah. And you're just like that. And then you look at the things that our kids have to live in. And then you are bombarded with nothing but poop on media. And, yeah. and then you, all of these things, and you just get to the spot of like, what is the purpose of mm -hmm. all of this, you know, you start to feel that. And I don't think you can actually even appreciate the the move of God towards humanity and salvation until you really get to like, this is crap. <laughs> like, yeah. this is bad. And like, I, and, I, and I wonder, like, that's why we're so addicted to so many stimulus things. Yes. Is so that yeah. way we get, we don't, we, 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 we ignore hell. Cause like last week we were talking about you know, we use in the, the vernacular of Christianity, like the kingdom is now and not yet. Eternal life starts now, but we don't really say that hell is right now. Like yes. that's the reality of this chasm between heaven and earth. It's life and death. Like we are living in only two trajectories. And I think hell is so, <laughs> it is so dark. It's so depressing. It's so what you want that we're willing on this side of eternity mm -hmm. We're going to do everything in our power to, to not confront that. It, it's like when death hits you and you're, and you're just kind of living oblivious and you know hell's around you, but you're not going to face it head on, mm -hmm. you know, and then you, you bump into a story kind of like what you brought up in Luke 16. It's like, yeah. those are the moments you just go, um, hmm. I don't want to pay attention to this. I should pay attention to this. Luke 16 um, rich man who is in hell. Um, it does talk about his life that he had everything. Um, feast. I love it. Like the Luke 16 verse 19, he feasted lavishly every day. 
just living it up. And a poor man named Lazarus, uh, the Bible's pretty descriptive here, so is Jesus. He's covered with sores, is lying at his gate. Um, he longed to have what the rich guy had, which, man, what the deception of of how we see this life, and even right there, yeah. um, and gross, but instead the dogs would come and lick his sores. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How's that? Thanks, Jesus. Let's have lunch. Um, <laughs> and, goodness. <laughs> yeah, so it, but so the one day the poor man died, and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's side. And if we go here, like this is where a lot of the maybe misapplication of the of Jesus telling a story to be like Abraham's side. Who has it? Oh, Abraham's side. That's probably purgatory. That's probably this side thing. Who you know? It's like people start to yeah. pick the details to death. But reality though is the rich man is in the bad place. The poor man is in the good place. And yep. Yeah, how do you like? What's this parable supposed to do? What's what's Jesus trying to do in telling it? The shock value of Jewish people here mm-hmm. hearing that a rich man is not in heaven would have been a shock. Okay, they, because they, they, why they always equated yeah. like wealth was God's tangible favor blessing on yeah. them, and so that's why when Jesus says it's it's difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom. And it's, yes. you know, it's like going through the, a camel going through the eye of a needle, you know? And they're like, just, I was like, whoa, <laughs> who can get there then, you know? Who can go then? Yeah. And it was just like, so I think there is that like, hey, reality, there are two eternal realities that are in the now and mm. coming, heaven and earth. And the ones who you think will be in heaven just heaven and hell, of, you mean? Heaven and hell, yes. Um, <laughs> well, earth is hell. Or, you know, yeah. It feels like it. Um, but yes, heaven and hell. Like, uh, what was I saying? I don't yeah, remember. there are two realities. And bo- yeah, that they're both... <laughs> I, I, I think I like what you're saying because of... It is what we do. Even if we've cleaned it up enough, we think living a good life experiencing benefits of living a good life. If I treat others well and I do well, I must be doing the right things. And it, it kind of cuts right at the place of how we view eternity. Yes. We still think it's in our control yes. and in our ability to somehow get there. And so it's shocking. You're right. It, it's shocking both that his money and his lavish lifestyle and what everybody saw on the outside didn't equal eternal life in heaven with God, but also that he's in hell, that, that it's, that it's a real yep. place. Yep. Yep. Uh, both 100%. and. Yep. hundred percent. And, and also the sick person, poor sores, dogs yeah. looking, which are seen as like vermin in your center. You're a sinner. Yeah, yeah. You're a sinner. God caused you to be born this way because of something you did. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, no, you're in heaven. You and I both are a part of a, a denomination where we, you know, have ten articles of faith. One of them is eternal conscious punishment, um, different from those who would say uh, annihilated. Annihilationism mm-hmm. says you die, you're judged, and then you know Poof. you're gone. Poof, you're out. Um, but there is this eternal conscious punishment, and so this story is one of those that. He's and he says it. He says, "I am in anguish. I'm in anguish. Have mercy on me." Um, 
send, this is the interesting part. I think Tim Keller pointed this out at least first time that I've heard it. Others repeated and said it, but send that beggar <laughs> who was seen as a servant to me in Heart life. change order. there. Yeah. <laughs> send that beggar to me to dip his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this flame. And this is where interpretation and how we take what Jesus said and whether or not he's using this as a metaphor symbolic of the types of things that are happening in hell, regardless, he still used it. Yeah. He still painted this picture of the guy being in agony. Um, and as Keller said, it's so interesting. He does not ask to get out. That's what's wild about the story. Yep. He doesn't say, get me out of here. He says, even here, have that guy come and serve me. Um, what do we do with that? Like, is this also why the predominant theme of hell being this place of fire and pain and, you know, it's hot. Like, I think that's what most people will say. It's hot. <laughs> like, is, is this why we have this? And, or is there a reality to, is it going to be, are you going to preach like fire and damnation? Like that kind of fire burning, burning your flesh consistently and you never burning up eternal is no. is that yeah so why don't we neither do i why don't we preach that maybe is the better question um because it's right here i'm playing devil's advocate it's right here yeah. brandon yeah i'm in agony it is, it is. it's, it's hot also, it's also parabolic and symbolic and i think okay. more than anything it's it's a deeper representation of what is felt Yes. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's like, there's either way, <laughs> like either way. You don't want to be there. Yeah. You, you don't, don't want to be there. You don't want to be there in either way. It's like, it both is going to be like deep torment, you know? And it's just like, yep. in, and that's the, that's the reality is like, if we want to use some of the symbolic language that's used in prophetic apocalyptic literature in the Bible, you know, like there, it, it's, it, it's a, it's difficult, you know, but yes. like, I'll throw this out there. Like a lot of our views on hell are influenced by Dante, Dante's Inferno, yes. and, which is not tip, like, that's not biblical, you know, and we think there's that mm -hmm. aspect. And then we're also influenced with, you know, purgatory, but that's on the other side, which we'll get to later. But it, it's, I no. No, I don't want to fear people into saying yes to Jesus. Right. Like, then it's just like, will they even follow Jesus with their heart anyways? Hmm. Like, I can't I, imagine so. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's because it's easier to just do a literal quick interpretation. It also makes me feel better when I know that I'm on the right side and uh, you see somebody you don't like yeah. or that you are disgusted by their behavior and activity. And so it's, there's this part of like, if imagine if I bet if there's, you could list the cliche lines that have been written into movies. Um, one of them has to be, I hope you burn in hell. Mm. Some form of that has been part of it. You're, or you're going to burn in hell um, you go to hell. Like, it's just, it's so cliche. Yep. Um, but I also want to distinguish because we started with living hell now, and I think we would both agree. And we also would say it's not a place you want to be, 
And yet, I think part of this, the rich man, and I think Keller develops this, and Lewis probably started this, the guy actually seems to want to be there. Yeah. Um, and Lewis, Lewis said it, no one's in hell that doesn't want to be there. Right. Talk about that for a second. How do you understand that? What does that mean? They, they want to be there. And this is not, I want to be with all my friends like you talked about last week. I want to be with all my friends. We're just going to be having a great old time. What does it mean? I don't want to be in heaven and I want to be here. Uh, I'll start first and foremost with they still want to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They want to be Hmm. the sole determiners of what is right and wrong and not acquiesce to a different authority to put any kind of restrictions on that so it's like yes they're living out of the rebellious nature to want to be god and they don't want to give that up even to the end they want that autonomous like this is the way it is like you know like i'm not gonna bow the knee to anything else with c.s lewis developing where we talked about um the great divorce Mm -hmm. short book for anybody who's wanting to listen to or read something different. It's about 150 pages, I think. But it's the damned are on a bus ride, and they get an opportunity to go to heaven. And there are actually people inviting them in. Just come and experience it. And it's there's a one part where they see this beautiful grass, and they step onto the grass, and it feels like knives. Mm. And they don't, they don't want to be there. Like, they don't want to be there. They just want to be back, back in, and they call it Greytown. And in Greytown, nobody lives next to each other because they can't stand each other and they keep moving further and further out. And so it's this ever expanding gray, dark town. Um, And so there's a question where somebody asks, like, is, is, uh, someone asks, is Napoleon here? They're like, oh yeah, he lives way that way. Yeah. And they say it like takes them 15,000 years to get to him. Yeah, just interesting imagination. But here's the part where they get to him, they see him pacing back and forth inside his house, and he is still blaming everybody else for what is going on. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He doesn't want to be anywhere else but there. That has been a, I'll just say, a different thing for me to think about that people would choose to stay there. Yeah. Um, that's that's just it messes with me. But it also makes sense, yeah. Like this, like willful. I reject, just like you said. I reject your authority. I reject yeah. your life and your kingship over me. Yeah. I don't want it. Well, let me let me propose something. Um, you know, like how it's true. Like if you're a follower of Jesus, you can experience or taste aspects of eternal life. True. Hmm. Right, and it's not in its fullness. It's not in our. The same is true about hell. Like we we cannot say one without the other. So we have these dynamics. And so when I don't know if you ever read like I, I, I like there's seasons where I was extremely depressed, mm-hmm. like so depressed. And and in 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 that moment like not all depression is just simply a chemical thing like i don't want to minimize that like oftentimes it is but it's also like emotional relational things spiritual all so and and even in those moments there like i remember some times when i was that depressed there were moments where i was like 
I kind of want to stay here. Like I wouldn't flat out admit it. It's just like you feel this sense of like hopelessness and you go through the, well, it's this and it's that. And this, and you know, it's just like you're stuck in that victim mentality a little bit. And, and then it, like if you ever felt that depressed, it is hell. No motivation. Mm-hmm. You are sitting in a swirling sea of condemnation and guilt and hopelessness. Everything looks bleak. Everything. I would say that is a glimpse or a taste of mm-hmm. Hell, that that is a burning thing. I remember, like when I would feel anxiety and all this, like you, you know, your physical body reacts, and it's just like, and it hurts. You think you're gonna die, you're getting a heart attack, and whatever. But it's like then you just follow the strain back to there's a there's a point here to like the fall, and you see the what happened there of like now there's great insecurity in human relationship and pushing mm-hmm. away and hiding, but yet we're created to want to be fully vulnerable and, and without any hindrance. The same thing with the Lord and, and like all of those things. I think those are like good snapshots of the ever expanding of eternity of, of hell, of like that feeling. And those are all the things that really are at a base level root of depression outside of chemical imbalance. So yeah. that's my proposal. That's just a thought that was going there. So when you say it's yeah. like they want to, they're getting further apart. I'm like, yes, <laughs> like mm. absolutely. We do that yeah. all the time here. So we experience glimpses of, or the effects of the fall. Is hell a, just allowing, is, is let me not, let me phrase it this way. Is hell then God allowing the fall to take its full effect and just not, you know, we talk about common grace is God holding back the flood of just the world eating itself pretty much and sin just destroying everybody. Kind of see that when uh, like a natural disaster happens and a whole city loses power and what happens? Looting, violence, like craziness. It's almost like the lights went out. Let's all go crazy and, and steal and hurt each other and nobody will see. Is that, a definition is it the only definition of what God is doing? He's just allowing things to take the course they're already on. You talked about that in the last episode. Yep. We're on this trajectory yep. of death. It's spiritual death. It's movement. But is it also is it that plus a just punishment? Uh, oh man, that's that's a good hour conversation about just punishment. <laughs> Don't but, worry, we won't do it. Um, <laughs> But what I but what I want to get to is like when you said that it's like yes I mean like hell is it is like the full removal of the presence of God and like a good glimpse of this is like yes Satan we have given the authority to rule and reign over Earth hmm. to Satan so he has that he has the authority here but it's yet still limited authority because like you get a snapshot like in Job right the accuser yeah. comes to God and he has to kind of get permission to to still do something like so mm-hmm. you're kind of like well so god's not like going ah you know like and again it's like is satan and all of them locked in a different place in the lake of fire and all that kind of stuff and we're just left to our own devices yes and humanity yep. has a really good track record of showing the trajectory of where that's headed you mentioned the Lake of Fire, which I just preached on it. 
Um, meaning, usually when I preach on something, I walk away going, was that right? <laughs> Did I say something? Uh, but I interacted with it at a level, just in some of the things I learned was when the Bible says destruction, it doesn't mean annihilation. Um completely destroyed, thrown into the lake of fire, everybody that is in league with the devil and his angels is also thrown in to the lake of fire, and yet we know it's eternal life either way. Yep. And so the question then becomes, is he just going to like watch people burn a little bit and then resurrect them? Is he going to burn them to death and then resurrect them? Um, or is he going to resurrect them just so he can burn them and then burn them over and over again? That's the stuff where I get, I wrestle thinking through. Um, and even this one, like the whole like fire and darkness, which some people will say, well, you can't have fire and darkness. I'm like, I think you actually could if you're God. <laughs> like you could do whatever you want. Like there, that, that's not a convincing argument to me. But let's just go to the, if we're in agreement, I think we are. It's, it is a bad place, and at least we could say, ultimately, you don't want to be there, but also those that end up there chose and would say, I don't want out. And so I guess when we, like, should we be motivated by, and I, this is kind of where I want to just within my own heart when I think about people, because it used to be evangelism has to do with, you want to avoid hell. Now I think I would push more towards what you're saying we are in it and yeah. the ultimate, the ultimate, um, tell us the completion, the purpose of your life now ends in a living eternal hell. Yeah. And God has provided a way for you to be with him. I don't know. Like I, I want to be able to motivate people towards the love of Jesus, not Dude. you're going to be. In yeah. Pain. <laughs> Dude, you had no idea you have no idea, but you just put the ball on the tee for the few passages that I've been like, going, I want to talk about this. Oh, well, good. Yeah. Let's so do you, it. You had no idea. I love it. Um, Hebrews chapter two, verse 14 okay. and 15. Now, since the children have flesh and blood in common, Jesus also shared in these so that through his mm. death, he might destroy the one holding the power of death. That is the devil and free those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. Mm. So that speaks of, Right now, right? Yeah. Like you're there and you're held by the great adversary. And now he he destroyed that. So now there's an opportunity to enter into the eternal stream of life. Yeah. That lane, because right now this is all where it's going. And then let's see if I can find it real quick. Like John, I want to say it's John 5. Truly, I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes who sent me has eternal life. Like that has is not it's later present reality. It's like it's yeah. right now, which again should tell us that there is a present reality if we don't. And Jesus even said mm -hmm. that, right? It's it's like right now you are under judgment, like because of you know, you're still in yeah. that stream. You, you stand condemned already, that what you said last week too. Yeah, you yeah. will not come under judgment and have passed from death to life. Now you're on a different trajectory. Truly I tell you, an hour is coming, is now here when the dead will hear the voice of God and those who hear will live. So that's like right now. And then the next part, like he gets into like talking about like later is like, you know, the resurrection, like the dead in the grave, they'll hear and they'll come mm -hmm. out. So it's like, 
the reality is we're dead apart from Jesus. And so that's where I'm like, man, like look at life, the things that you long, like this is where I go with, if instead of preaching fire and, and burn and all this stuff, it's like all of the things that you long for in your heart of like relationships and with the Lord mm -hmm. and vulnerability and joy, peace, that's a taste of what you're created for. But everything yeah. you see in your life, in the world around you, it should tell you the direction that everything is going. I want to tell you about the one who gives you the opportunity to get on this road. You know, it's like <laughs> help them see the, the fruit of what is. I think yeah. it, I think it's evident. When you think about the, because he opens up this place of judgment, and um, the son has the right to pass judgment. Um, verse twenty-seven. Um, and then you talk about coming out of the graves, those who have done good things uh, to the resurrection of life, but those who have done wicked things to the resurrection of condemnation, which that's the whole thing of eternal conscious punishment. There's not this, you're done. Um, I, I, don't, I guess the part of me is just wanting to know like how, um, I guess it's just wonder, still wondering what that experience is going to be like. <laughs> and maybe I shouldn't. Um, not just because I, I mean, obviously I want to avoid it. And I think that was, you know, as a little kid, that's why I responded. Um, but there has to be this motivation of relationship with Jesus and God yeah. first, right? That Rather than yeah. avoid this, um, yep. which maybe that's what's wrong with the whole evangelical culture anyway, is just avoid the bad place and get to the good place. Um, and that, yep. that's kind of why we're messed up anyway. Yep. So... John 17, 3, this is eternal life, hmm. not heaven, fat babies, harps. Yeah. Eternal life is knowing God. To know you. The one he sent Jesus, right? Like, like that, that's it, you know? And so all things flow from that and out of that. And it's just like, man, it, it's, it's beautiful. And when like you're talking about like those who did good works go to heaven and those who do bad works go to hell, which is like where we still sit in this morality, st stupid construct where we think we're going to mm -hmm. have to deal with the scales. It's like, I think there's this piece there where he's like, you, you should know you can't do good enough. I came to do that so that when you believe mm -hmm. everything I did is now counted as righteousness for you. So that way, the good works are what I did, not what you did. What you did is believed yeah. in me. So, like, I'm like, gosh, thank you, because he still knows. Like, we're still in the effects of the brokenness and hell in our flesh. And to me, like, if I'm trying to sum it up, and I'm talking to somebody of why do you want to avoid hell? It's because it's not what you were made for. Yep, you were made for dwelling with God from the beginning. And so any lie that you're experiencing now in any way that you're trying to fill some hole is because you were made to be with him. Yep. And so, yeah, you if, if you truly don't want it, if you truly reject, then God has to, and that's, we talk about his justice and his holiness, he has to both honor your choice um, but also honor the fact that if you don't want to be with him, you're not going to be with him. And with God, without, without has to be awful. 
<laughs> like it yeah. is because we know that it's yeah. i don't think we have to be convinced um that that it's it's not good to be without his presence but there's that whole other side of being given over to our sin and so ultimately given over to the hell that is on earth that ultimately lands in that place that just yeah cycles back on itself like it's just continually like this vortex this black hole that sucks us in and we don't know how to get out we don't want to get out and it's almost like you imagine people like going down this black hole and they're angry and they're mad and they're spitting and that whole weeping and gnashing of teeth i think has more to do with describing this place because i remember acts chapter two i talked about this in uh, um when I was talking about hell this weeping and gnashing of teeth like it's gonna be awful because they're gonna be like so in pain but the people that are rejecting God and rejecting the Christians in Acts 2, it says, what do they did? They gnashed their teeth at them. It's also this place of rejecting. So I just imagine like you're on your way to eternal destruction. And even in the process, it's like you're flipping God off as you're going. <laughs> it's just, it's not, please, no, give me one more chance. It's, I hate you and I still don't want you. And I'm, and I'm being sent to this place of destruction and we would also say that and you're right to do this but i hate you like it's yeah. just it's a fascinating place of our will on display but also god's perfect justice and that he's completely right in doing it and i know we haven't even scratched the surface of a conversation no. about <laughs> the bad no. place but it, yeah I, it's there's so many it messes with you big time man it does and and like like i would say in God's grace on this earth allows us to see the realities of both, believer or not believer. And in the mm -hmm. one who has yet to put their trust in Jesus, I would say, why are you so wired for hope? And when mm -hmm. hope is gone, why does that seem to be the place when people commit suicide? You, you know, mm -hmm. like, and you start thinking about, like, why do I feel the deep longing of belonging and to be known yeah. and to be loved? You know, why do I feel like death isn't the end? You know, it's like, like those questions should be helping us navigate. And then the reality is you're in this vortex text because you're a slave to sin. And like, yeah. I look great examples like Jesus with the woman at the well, she's in a living hell. And what he did was help her see that and help her yeah. connect that desire to the life, eternal life. And I, I would yeah. believe he did the same thing with Matthew, the tax collector. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so convinced that he was, I'm stuck. I hate this. But, you know, it's like you, yeah. you see how the Lord ministers to people. Yeah, You didn't go to the woman at the well saying, stop sleeping around or you're going to burn. Right. <laughs> right. You know? And this is like, true. You're like, that is... There's something beautiful, and I think that's where hmm. we as pastors and as followers of Jesus need to communicate that more. It's like, listen mm -hmm. to those deep desires and longings in your heart. Those are echoes of what you yeah. were created for. But look at your life. Right. Look at the vortex. Look at the repetitive patterns. Imagine that infinitely timed more. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I love the way he is with people. Um and even as you were saying that, like, I was also thinking Nicodemus was in mm -hmm. a living hell. Yeah. It was a religious living hell, yeah. but it was one that he knew it was not working ultimately. And it's the only reason he would look at Jesus, who's 
throwing on its head the whole religious like structure of being a Pharisee and of following the law his whole life. He knew more of the Bible than most of us would ever dream to know, memorized it. And here yet Jesus is saying, you've you got to start over in me. <laughs> you've got to start over in me. Um, I also, I, it seems like, and I'll just use this language, Jesus not only incarnated into you know, a human body, but ultimately he took the first steps into our living hell. Um, and we know also scripture says, you know, in Revelation, he has the keys to death and hell. Based on what he did, on the the life, death, resurrection, ascension, he has the keys. So that's probably where you get with the Apostles' Creed. He descended into hell, which a lot of people are like, no, 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 that's not what happened. It's just instant. And to me, it's like, it's a beautiful statement in the Creed. It's a beautiful statement in there um, to say whatever it looked like, he had to go and get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he had to, you know, accomplish something by getting down in the mud with us. And so I, yeah. I see him just with, to use your examples there, he's entering into the hell of the Samaritan woman. He's entering into the hell of Nicodemus mm -hmm. and whoever the other one you said. <laughs> what was the other one you said? Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. Like he's, he's jumping right into it with them and I'm not afraid of this. I'm, I, and they're, they're almost expecting him. Like she says it. What are you doing talking to me? You're not allowed to be here. And mm -hmm. she's trying to avoid Matthew, same thing. Like this, how can you be coming to my house? What do you mean you want to come to my house? You're a Jew. You're a rabbi. Like what? Mm -hmm. And and I think then Nicodemus is a little more complicated, but it's Jesus entering the hell of religion is a good topic to think about because it is hell. Amen. Religious effort and trying to do this, it is hell on earth. It does not accomplish anything. Right. Amen. We've yeah. exhausted hell. No, we haven't. No. <laughs> Let's hope we we've did. just allowed the the flames to touch our fingers and feet a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, next mm -hmm. time we're going to talk about heaven and new creation, and uh, yeah, I I'm more and more motivated thinking about what new creation is going to be like, and it's it's going to be sweet to to talk about it. Absolutely. It's enough hell for one day. Yes. Enough hell. Enough. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this has been episode 10, the hell episode. And uh, we Tithe. are deciding to press pause. Yeah, no more no more hell for a while. Well, maybe we'll revisit it eventually. But thanks for joining us. Um, we really would love to hear your feedback. And so you can drop us a note, peopleunfinished at gmail.com. Uh, let us know how we can pray for you. Let us know maybe things that we're not talking about in these episodes that you have questions about. We'd love to answer them. We'd love yes. to interact with that. Um, yeah. And uh, if, if it's encouraging you, that encourages us. So let us Absolutely. know. Absolutely. But uh, until next time. Peace. We're Adios. Out.